Well, welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Lori and I are so looking forward to spending some time with you today. And I know that, you know, as you've just been listening in, I just want to just give a little shout out to those of you that come and talk to us and tell us how it's impacting you. Honestly, it just blesses our hearts, doesn't it, Laura? Like, we just love it. So much. <laughs> love it. We love it. We love you guys so much. We do. We're giving a shout out to all of you. All of you that listen, that come and chat with us and send us emails. It is so encouraging to our heart because... We do this really to do this as a family, to be together as a community. So thank you for bringing us into your life and allowing us to even be a part of your life, a part of your routine, and then sharing with us what God's speaking to you because it is actually so beautiful and it ministers so deeply to our heart. Just want you to know that beautiful exchange is such a gift in our lives. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to all you viewers. Cause it's like, just... it's like a big, small group with like a thousand people. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it really is. It's just amazing. Imagine if we could all be in the same room. Ah, be That'd be so amazing. Fun. Okay. Well, I wanted to share a little bit about a word that I've just been really sensing in this season. And we've had multiple things, like multiple words that we've been sharing. Like I know pastor Jay shared an incredible word in the fall about being shipwrecked and just what that look with the story of Paul being shipwrecked and how I really believed it was a prophetic word that many of us came into 2023 on a ship and then coming out of 2023 into 24, we found ourselves afloat at sea on little planks of wood thinking what on earth just happened. But yet we're not being overcome. We're it, literally not drowning. It's, it's a provision. It's like, a provision. It's the, the planks are a provision in the middle of the shipwreck, which is like miraculous. Like miraculous. we're not being overtaken. We're not being, no. we're not drowning. No, we're on the, pl- it's so, yeah, it's profound. I'm trying to, I'm honestly trying to convince him to write a book about this, like this idea. It's oh. so deeply resonated with so many people and so articulated how we feel in this crazy season. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to go and encourage him as well to write a book. That's it. After this I, podcast, I think I'm going to go tell him, be like, listen, you need to write a book on this because it actually, when he was sharing that message, it was like, oh, I felt like this is such a word for not just our church, but a word for the, for people like in general and the big body of Christ. Yeah. Just you've hit a shipwreck. Yeah, you have. And there's been a lot of loss. There's a lot of letting go. It has, your whole landscape has shifted. Your destination, everything you, we held onto, things have changed so much, but yet you're in the water adrift, but you're never lost. And the waves, you might just be feeling for some of us or some of you listening, the waves might be just like, you're just getting breath by breath. You're not even in calm water, like the waves coming but you're not sinking. You're not going to drown. And I literally see it's almost like from heaven, there's like a shaft of light, like God's on a rescue mission. He's on a rescue mission. And oftentimes when there's a rescue mission, you don't know when you're being rescued, all that's happening until after. Isn't that true? Like it's so true. Like you feel like nobody knows It's so you're true. all by yourself. You're in the dark. Meanwhile, you don't know all the S like all that's happening behind the scenes to get to you. Yeah. All yeah, the yeah, hurdles yeah, 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 that yeah. are being yeah. overcome and right, obstacles. Right, 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 right. How God is moving heaven and earth. Yes. Behind to, the scenes that you can't see. That's exactly. On your behalf. On okay. your behalf. Okay, so, that's a whole totally other thing. tangent. Totally side note, totally tangent. Okay, do you ever watch those reels? Those like Instagram reels on like the scariest boats, the scariest jobs, the scariest storms. And there's like this song that uh, they no. played. Every I've seen time. shows on it. And but it's not. like, oh, like it's like this song. No. Anyways, if you if you're listening and you watch, you totally know what I'm talking about. But they're 
crazy, Rhonda. Like they're so crazy. Like they just show the sea when it's literally so stormy and these giant like cargo boats and different like are like having to brave the North Sea. They're like, they have, they have all kinds of videos that come up. I probably followed one and now I get them all the time and I love them. Like they're just so scary and so, (laughs) and they're like, this is the, you know, this is the most dangerous job in the world. And they'll show like these people working on these boats and like, literally like 100 foot waves crashing in the fishing boats water coming in on like it's just it's wild so like even as you're talking about shipwreck i'm having all of this imagery in my head from all these well they're not hilarious these crazy scary but so fascinating right like so fascinating just the power of creation the power of the ocean the power of destruction really of this idea of a shipwreck but even if we take that in a spiritual sense like it does feel sometimes like that's exactly what's happening. Like wave after wave is just crashing over us. Like we're just like taking in water, like stuff is falling off all our stuff. We're losing stuff along the way. Yeah, we're in pitch black. Everywhere it's is dark. dark. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. all of that imagery is so often what it does feel like when we're going through affliction or a deep crisis or massive loss or divorce or physical, you know, we get a diagnosis and, and our health is just declining. Like all this reality is so real, right? So it is why the power of this word was just such an anchor mm-hmm. for us to be able to walk through. So again, I, do, I interrupted you again. You Keep did going. Not. I, but Lord, anyways, no such have you ever, interruption. Have you this ever is, seen those videos? No, I'm, okay. I've watched shows. You know, okay. like we'll have like the most dangerous jobs yes. and it'll be like a show on some of these fish, the fishing. I'm like, I could never do that. I, it's so scary. But then they show some of the rescue missions to get to things. I love watching like documentaries on like whether people have been buried or like avalanches and then the rescue mission. And there was just one I, I saw recently of this whole ski resort that went under snow and this lady that did survive, but she was under, they thought she was, they definitely, it was a miracle. She was found. She just got buried, but had no idea the amount of people. It was quiet. She's yelling, can't hear. And I, even in that, we've got the imagery of the sea and the craziness of the storm. But you could also have this imagery of complete isolation where it's like, God, I feel like you can't even hear me. People don't see me. People can't hear me. I'm lost. I feel like I'm just stuck, like buried in a mine shaft, buried under snow. Like there's so many different analogies of this in the natural that have happened, but the rescue mission of God. And that's what just keeps getting to me. It's like the rescue mission of God. Like I love that you said that he moves heaven and earth. And it's not until we're on the other side of the storm that we see, oh my goodness, God was doing this or God worked this all out and what he did that we can't see. But he has promised us that we'll never be abandoned. He's promised us that even in the midst of all the storm, we will never drown. We will never be overcome, but we will come to the brink of where we feel like it's over, but God will never let go. And that's why it says like his mighty strong arm will hold us. And sometimes that rock that you're standing on is really that little piece of plank. Like it's not a big landscape. It's like, it's holding me. (laughs) Your real estate's pretty small. (laughs) It's pretty tiny. And I think it's just incredible. So coming into 2024, I feel like that's been what many, and including myself, have experienced in different levels of hard, different levels of trauma, but yet unexpected shipwrecks. And uh, it's an encouragement to say to you, you're in this, you're, you're not alone. 
and God's got you and he's on a rescue mission. So we just want to prophetically encourage you. And through this season, I've just been really praying. This has been just maybe a personal word that I just wanted to share, but I've just been saying like, you know, God through just in this past little season, what are you doing in my life? Like, what is it that you're doing? And I, I felt I I have shared this before, but I did see an idols in my my own heart. And so I'm sharing from my home, but I just felt that this was something God had a bit bigger than me, but idolatry that the Lord is touching areas of idolatry. And it's not that he is causing these shipwrecks to cause pain and inflict pain, but he's allowing things. So if we move from the shipwreck analogy, I'm going to go to a different visual, but I, in my own heart, when I was praying, I was like, God, what are you doing in this season of my life? And I could see these idols of gold and I saw them literally melting under fire. Like the Lord saying, I'm bringing a refining fire to your heart because this is legitimately like destructive and not real. I am literally burning down these idols because I am going to refine to refashion. Like the refining is a refashioning. It's never wasted on God. When God allows things to come, a refining. So all the things we have to let go, all the things we thought were so important, all the crises that all of a sudden strip us down to the bare bones that we recognize this is actually, I didn't need, like I'm at, I have nothing. Like I'm at the bottom. Whatever that may look like for you in your different situation, these seasons can either completely destroy you if you don't lean into God and you try to do your own strength or lean on other things that are not God. But if you lean into God, I tell you right now, be encouraged. Nothing will be wasted. Your trial, your tragedy, your hardship. And I know it's hard to hear that right now because when you're in it, you're in it. And sometimes you're just barely getting through the waves but nothing will be wasted. Nothing. No season is wasted on God. He is going to use every single ounce of it for good. It, it's hard. And I'm not taking away. I'm not diminishing. Your heart may be like, you don't understand. My marriage just blew apart. Like I literally just lost my job and I'm losing my house. Like you don't, my child is overdosed. Like I don't know your heart. God does. And your shipwreck may be like, I'm literally coming up for gasps of air. And some are like literally floating on like a little plank, you know, like they're not maybe waves <laughs> some, over some them. Some have the dinghy. Some, some have, have the dinghy and they're dry, but they're, they're still dry. Floating. They're still floating. <laughs> like there's no boat. Okay. But it's true. Like yeah. we're, there is different hardships, but I'm saying like all to encourage you. Like I just felt like in the season for my own life, when I just personally had gone through a season and I'm still kind of walking through it, the Lord saying, I'm refining you to refashion. Mm. And in this, I've just been meditating on this in my own life to say, okay, God, I could feel you burning things out and I want you to I want you to go there I don't like it it's hard there's a lot of fear involved there's a lot of security things you're touching there's a lot of unknown things discomfort unfamiliar but I want you to go there I want you to do something in this I don't want to run I've been in seasons where I have felt refining fire and I have literally run I have literally built another idol. I've just said, nope, I don't want that. So I'm just going to move to a different location and build something different. But this, I'm like, no, I want you to, I want to stay in it. I want to stay in the discomfort of it and how unfamiliar it is. I want to stay in it. And I can feel like in this, in my own life, like the Lord said in my own spirit, God would say like, I am bringing a refining fire to refashion because I'm betrothing. And I, I was like, okay, you're betrothing. What does that mean? And I literally saw in my spirit, the idols coming down, all this gold being pressurized through like literally this funnel, like from this big statues to this pressured funnel into all of a sudden this gold ring. 
And I literally saw the, like the pressurized ring being made and God reaching down and putting this ring on his hand, on his finger saying like, I am making you to be mine. Like I am taking away the idolatry that I want you for myself. I am betrothing you to myself. And what initially came to mind was the virgin, the story of the virgins, a bridegroom, that God is betrothing us to himself. He's literally saying like, I am using the refining fire of the idolatry to take away the things that have taken your affection, that have taken your devotion, because I want you. I want the affection. I want the intimacy because I want you in my presence. I am betrothing you to myself. And then yesterday, like I've just been meditating on that, being like, what does it mean to be betrothed? Like we've been called as a church, the bride of Christ. What does that mean? When you think of a covenant relationship, you go all through the Old Testament, the covenant, God keeps saying, I'm a covenant keeping God. The closest thing we have right now in a covenant is a marriage. When you think of a ring, it's like saying, I am belong to somebody. I have made a covenant, a vow to somebody, a very temporal broken on this earth, but still the most staying vow is a vow I have with Jay. I don't have a vow with my children. I don't have a covenant, but I have made a vow. It's the closest representation we have on earth of like so broken, but of the perfect vow of God. And then we go to the New Testament. What does Jesus say when he takes the cup, takes the wine? This is a new covenant. This is a new covenant. Like this is a covenant keeping God. Like not only did God keep his covenant in the Old Testament, my blood and my body is saying like, you are mine. This is a covenant. My blood and my body will keep you. This is it. Like I am, I'm bringing you to myself forever for all eternity. This is a covenant that God has made an agreement through blood that you are mine, that nothing can separate you from the love of God. And so I've just been meditating on the covenant of God, the symbol, like the symbolism of a ring, even a signet ring. When you think of even a signet ring that's been used for authority, like when someone like old, old Testament, when they would put their ring on something and seal, it's like you're sealed. This is backed up with the authority of God. And so I just want to say today, you are betrothed that the idolatry things that God is allowing through your circumstance to be completely melted down. If you will stay in the refining fire, it will not be wasted. There will be pressure. There is going to be incredible discomfort, but God is actually refashioning you to be betrothed to him. There is going to come such an intimacy with God and such an awareness of his presence and such a devotion that actually we would not have unless we went through the refining fire. So I really believe we are coming into a season of betrothal, like we're being betrothed to God in him saying like, you are mine. And I think this whole thing with even heart conference presence, it's all about him. It's all about intimacy with him. And so I just feel, Lord, like I, I'm still unpacking this, but these words are all ringing. And then we even had one of our staff member, Alex, talk about pressure, that oil comes through pressure. So even anointing, authority, intimacy, all of this comes through pressure, through refashioning, through refining, because we're being betrothed to the bridegroom who is Christ. And so it's just a powerful season we're in. I think it's a supernatural season we're in. It's wow. That's that word is really, really profound. And definitely just hearing that for the first time, like so much to kind of sit in mm -hmm. and just let the Holy Spirit, you know, um, reveal how that impacts each of us who are listening to this right now. But what I love about what you shared is that, you know, 
although God is speaking this word to you and although he's relating this word to the very specific circumstance that you're walking through and what he's doing in your life, like he's being betrothed to his body, the church, like this is all of us. And I love that. Like, I think that's so beautiful because it's, it's you, but it's also the English language has plural you. It has singular you and plural you. And it's for all of us. Like he's literally pulling all, drawing all of us into that relationship, drawing all of us into that intimacy. There's this song that I've been listening to and it's called, um, I'll be ready by Tiffany Hudson. If you know it, you know how beautiful it is. If you don't, I encourage you look it up on your Spotify or iTunes. I'll be ready by Tiffany Hudson. And she just, it's this like, beautiful, very gentle, very soft. And she just says in it, you know, when you come, I'll be ready. I'll have oil for the waiting. And it is like, it's a, it's a song written about the virgins, but it's so, I I just love it. I feel like it's one of those songs that just like calls you and draws you Mm. into that beautiful posture of exactly what you're describing right now, like this intimacy, this desire. And as you were talking, like, I had this this thought or perspective shift on the shipwreck that if only we knew what God was doing in the midst of what feels like the most breaking hardship, the most deepest affliction we could ever face, the most, you know, grave trial that we're walking, like if only we could actually see what he's wanting to do. Like I, I pictured, you know, as you're just describing it so vividly, like I pictured those giant idols, you know, being melted down and the devastation of that. Like these are all things we've collected over the course of our life. Like we've, you know, worked hard to have these things, to, to uh, these things bring us security. These things bring us joy. They bring us, like we get dependent on these things. And I just imagined them, whatever they are, and they can be like physical things. They can be things we've just depended on. They can be people. They can be, right? But they're like these big, big things. And then as that pressurizing comes and that that refining fire comes and they melt down. And then you just imagine these big things, these things that we've depended on, like melt down to what seems very small too, right? Like when it goes to liquid, it it liquefies into something much smaller in quantity, what it seems than it was. So I just pictured that, but then just picturing what it is that he wants to do with that the exchange of those big things that actually really will not provide us any form of true joy or true security or true we just we just get reliant on them we just we we get dependent on them we think or believe that they will but they won't they actually won't they actually do not deliver what they promise to deliver they don't they're a false idol they're a false facade of hope of mm. security of provision They're not true. God actually wants to give us the real, the real gift of his presence, the real truest form of life and joy and peace and security. And it comes in that betrothal. Like if only we knew what he was doing in that situation. And again, I'm not trying to say like you either, God causes the shipwreck in order to do this. This is what he does in it. Yes. As our life begins to shipwreck because 
whatever. Sometimes it's because of choices we've made. Sometimes it has nothing to do with choices we've made. But in it, that refining is happening. And we need to let it because the gift on the other side, what he's actually inviting us into is like nothing like what we once had nothing and it might look completely different <laughs> like you might ha- not have all those things anymore but you won't need them you actually don't need them those things were not it anyways and so what a beautiful i just saw this perspective shift just mm. come as we walk through these hardships that god is at work doing incredible work in the spirit that we cannot see but drawing us to himself, drawing us to his presence and betrothing us to him and saying, there is no room for any other idols. There is no room for lordship of anyone or anything else but me because only I can provide you the living water, true life, true joy, joy forevermore. Like that's the only place you're going to find it. So what a beautiful, beautiful picture. Well, Laura, I just think even as you were just sharing that, why don't you just pray for those that are like listening today that are just in it and just are like, oh, I don't even know how to pray through this. Let's, can you just pray over the, all the listeners that are listening? Like just that exact thing that you said, like that hope, that strengthening to, and even in the letting go some, and we recognize you might, the idols might just be coming down where you might be in that pressure and you're like, oh man, just to pray and to be encouraged that God is this is not a wasted season and it's not a season just to get through to be like i just want to get to the other side let god do his divine work and i'm speaking this to myself as well the most divine work happens when we're channeled into that pressure it's the most divine because we can't get to that refashioning we can be refined god can allow things to fall but if we don't allow the pressure we could bolt at any point in the process we've got to go through the pressure of it and uh, we may not see the result yet, but not to lose heart that God's not wasting. So if you would just pray hope, I think that'd be so powerful today. I love that. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your presence that's with us always. And we just anchor into it right now. I just pray for every person that's listening, that wherever they are, whether they're listening in their car, or they're going for a walk, or they're listening at home, that God, that you would just anchor them into your presence right now. And Father, we don't yes, know God. the circumstance, but you do. And we trust that you are with us. You are with us right in the midst and you are doing something that we cannot see. And I pray for every person that's facing an immeasurable trial or even a small trial. I, it doesn't matter the, the, the gra- the, how big the trial is. Anyone that's facing a trial right now, God, we pray for us a perspective shift that we would be able to see that you are doing a good thing through this hardship, through this hard season, that there are provisions along the way, but also that you are drawing us deeper into intimacy with you, deeper into relationship with you, that you are betrothing us unto yourself and that you are calling us yours, that we belong to you and you alone. God, help us to let go of things that we're carrying along the journey that we don't need anymore. Help us to let go of those idols. Help us to let go and actually help us to break the ties Mm -hmm. that we have 
with things that are not of you, that are that we're not supposed to place our hope in, that we're not supposed to place our security in. Help us to break those ties, to let those idols go, to let that refining come, and to allow you to fashion and form something new out of those spaces. God, we thank you that nothing is wasted. You do not waste anything. So we trust that you're at work. We trust the work that you're doing. And we thank you, God, that you are going to meet us right now. So for every person listening, I pray that you meet them right now, right where they are. Give them hope. Give them assurance that you're with them. And Lord Jesus, we pray for those miracles. We pray for those miracles, those provisions, those planks. God, that you are with us and you're going to provide exactly what we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.